Welcome to the Pulse of Boxing, featuring Rob Scott and Samad Haq. Live interviews, featured stories, art, culture, music, boxing news, and reviews. Powered by the Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame. Our special guest this evening, from Atlantic City, New Jersey, the Honorable Mayor Marty Small Sr. First off, uh, I know you're a very, very busy man, so uh, I want to thank you from on behalf of the Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame and the Pulse of Boxing um, podcast for giving us your time. Um, uh, we can get right into it if you want to. Um, I, I wanted to touch on one thing, like 2020. 2020 is been a year that's been, you know, literally a killer, um, and a lot of people have had hard times on in 2020. The COVID-19 is punched us to the point where, and it staggered us to the point where not only it's boxing has uh, suffered, but also just the world in general. First off, how about, how have you um, and your family um, been doing uh, during these tough times? Well, um, that's uh, an understatement. I mean, 2020, the pandemic, and it's something that took the world by storm. Life as we knew it changed uh, in March. We started to shut down here in Jersey. Um, prayerfully, my family and I remained safe uh, through the whole time. Uh, no positive COVIDs. And uh, that's a blessing because as the mayor of Atlantic City, you're around people. My wife is the principal of Atlantic City High School. And, um, you know, I, we have two children. Um, Jada's 12 years old, Marty Jr.'s 10. And we all, you know, managed to, uh, you know, stay safe. But what it has taught us, it has taught us to become more creative. It has taught us to stop taking the small things uh, for granted. As I told people the whole time, if there's a hurricane or nor'easter, we have a blueprint for that. If there's a blizzard, snow removal route, we have a blueprint for that. If we need to evacuate the city, there's a blueprint for that. This is something that you couldn't see. This is something that we all had to learn on the fly and um, I think we're going to be better uh, people for it at the end. Um, as I often said, you know, we will get through this. Uh, tough times don't last. Uh, tough people do. Well, um, I just asked you about how have you and your um, family have um, coped with all this. But with uh, the president of the United States uh, testing positive and his cabinet and the White House, so many people, so what, 17 people in the White House testing positive, you being the mayor, how have you and your staff um, cope with all this? I think we've uh, done a wonderful job uh, considering uh, pre-COVID, I said that we wanted to stock up our health department. Um, we hired a health officer full-time. We've hired a director of health and human services. So um, during the pandemic, the city of Atlantic City uh, took the lead. Um, I had an hour-long plus conversation with Senator Cory Booker about the needs for testing in Atlantic City. I came out and said that we needed to do testing at Betafield um, with the federal government. That couldn't happen. We tried to do, get the state to do a site here. That didn't happen. And we were the only municipality in Atlanta County to receive funds uh, for COVID under the first CARES Act uh, disbursement. We received $786,810. And that allowed us to do uh, testing sites. We did two testing sites one at Betafield and one at Showboat, um, you know, for the walk-up. And we also, for about three or four months, we fed 3,780 senior citizens two hot meals per week because all the experts said that 
the senior population were the, was the most susceptible. So we had to, you know, take care of them and, you know, we put funds aside for a virtual recreation program for kids. So seniors and children are our two most precious resources. Um, to date, um, we still haven't hit 500 uh, cases yet here in the city of Atlantic City, which um, is a giant feat compared to other uh, sections of the state of New Jersey. Um, and, you know, we've been proactive during this pandemic. Listen, it's not over. Um, as you said, the president got it. Our former uh, governor, um, you know, had you know has it as well. And all health experts say that the fall and winter version could be worse. So we can't put our guard down. But to date, yes, we had a spike in police and fire. But to date, I'm proud of where we are. Well, um, you being um, Atlantic City is your home. Atlantic City is where you were brought up. Uh, paint a picture for us. How was it growing up in Atlantic City? Well, I'm going to just tell you this. Um, I have a saying, I'm Atlantic City born, I'm Atlantic City bred, and when I die, I'm going to be Atlantic City dead. I love this city. Um, I grew up in the worst neighborhood in town. Um, you know, at the time, uh, Virginia Avenue Courts, which is, you know, my neighborhood, and Pitney Village um, were like back Maryland and Stanley Homes today. And um, I grew up in a house with eight women, um, you know, in the worst neighborhood in town. I could have, you know, turned out to be a normal statistic what they say someone growing up in that environment could be but I was heavily involved in my church sports the boys and girls club and those coaches and directors um, they were my father figure and at the end of the day um, you know I could have made it you know choices um, but I wanted to make something of myself I wanted to be successful I wanted to do the right thing and I kind of stayed above above the fray you know for the most part um, you know Atlantic City coming up um, you know, was the boxing mecca. Um, I'm not talking about President Trump, I'm talking about Donald Trump, um, who brought many uh, fights, many events such as WrestleMania. You know, this was the home of Iron Mike Tyson, who, you know, was my favorite boxer, you know, growing up. But um, we need to get back to Atlantic City being the world's favorite playground. Because when we came in town when I was little, that's what you saw, coming to the world's favorite playground. And now the message says the Jersey Shore entertainment capital. Why? Why are we settling for being number one in the Jersey Shore and not number one in the world? We just have to get back to that. Um, my job as mayor is to bring, uh, you know, established families back here, to bring uh, sports, entertainment, you name it. If it's good for the great city of Atlantic City, I'm all for it. And as we say, we work hard every day to continue to make it a great day here in the city of Atlantic City. Now, um what drew you to politics? And, and also, uh, another question, um, what drew you to politics, but also being a resident of Atlantic City, do you think that that uh, makes you uh, more in tune to what the Atlantic City needs? Well, I'm gonna answer the, the uh, second question first. Absolutely. Atlantic City is a different animal. There's no place like Atlantic City, and I say that affectionately, but, um, you know, as people are resilient, you know, we're tough, you know, we're always counted out and we're, we're the ultimate comeback story. And to have someone that literally, if you look out that window right there, you see my house now, and like right where the school is, um, where the music room is in that window, was my front door. So um, I've lived in this area my whole life. Um, you know, like I said, um, I've always believed in Atlantic City. And as far as being involved politically, um, I've always been the leader of my peer groups. Um, you know, everyone always said when I was a kid growing up in the Boys and Girls Club, staying out of trouble, I was always there. All the directors said, 
you know what, man? One day you're going to come back and run this place. And I did. They built a brand new Boys and Girls Club in January of 2000 with Bally CRDA money. And I came back and I was the unit director for four and a half years until I went uh, to work in the school system. So the same thing, I'm setting the trend. The same thing people said about me being politically involved. As a kid, I was involved, you know, passing out flyers <clears throat> for Rosalind O'Rell Nance, the second ward councilwoman, um, working on Jim Whalen's campaign, um, you know, being active, registering all my people to vote, just being a leader in the community. And they said, hey, one day, you know, you're going to be mayor of Atlantic City. And through all the ups and downs, uh, the controversies, the, uh, you know, all the adversity that I had to go through, um, I've been the mayor a year and uh, three days now, and I'm sitting before you as mayor. Well, um, like you said, this is your home, this is where you grew up, so you've seen the ups and downs of boxing when it comes to Atlantic City. Uh, give me some of your, your memories and like what, what, um, what are some of your first memories of boxing well, in Atlantic City? Well, well, I'm going to say this, and um, I'm, I'm one to always tell the truth. I'm not always politically correct. Forgive me, but... I used to sneak in Boardwalk Hall. That was a rite of passage for young people uh, in Atlantic City. And that's why I first got exposed to the Mike Tyson fights. And I remember, we, I, you know, we snuck in, and it's like, get in where you fit in. You see a seat, see somebody coming, just get up and move, be proactive. But I remember seeing a grown man cry. He went to the concession stand. By the time he came back, the fight was over. And I can't say the words that he was using on camera but he was from Baltimore and it's safe to say that you know he wasted the trip he could have watched that on the pay-per-view what was the first but, fight you, do you remember the first fight you ever attended I think it was Tyson and Call the Truth Williams mm -hmm. and then it was everything Tyson and then remember um, Atlantic City Bulwark Hall was a unique space when you combined it with the West Hall so it's like three arenas in one um, and when I say three arenas in one it was the main arena, Bulwark Hall. You had the Adrian Phillips Ballroom, where my high school graduation was, and they renamed it the Adrian Phillips Theater. And they used to have boxing matches in the West Hall. So, uh, you know, growing up, boxing, you know, was everything. And I'm never going to forget, Mike Tyson came to our neighborhood with Don King, gave out turkeys. Um, you know, all the fighters trained at the PAL. Um, and, you know, just growing up and going to see the guy who literally destroy everyone uh, that was in his way and the highlight in the pivotal moment of his career and I didn't sneak in this fight because they had probably more security than, than ever but <clears throat> I didn't realize until now that the Tyson Spinks fight was held on a Monday yeah. now that was sheer brilliance by then casino owner Donald Trump and they said the reason why he wanted to take advantage of the week, the whole weekend, and people started coming into town a week before. They said the lines were backed up on the expressway and a parkway to get in town, and the who's who, you know, were here for a 91-second fight. So they said still to this day that's the biggest casino earning weekend in the history, and it's ironic that um, boxing here is in nowhere near what it used to be, and in my opinion, boxing overall, um, you know, it's kind of lost his luster from the big fights like you know we used to have fight parties at the house doing all the Mayweather pay-per-views but no one kind of piques your interest at that now and I know boxing purists uh, and enthusiasts 
you know, will say, well, there's still some good fights, and I'm sure they are, but I'm talking about, like, for me, when you hear the Mike Tyson, you know, fights coming into town and, you know, all of that, it was just a different level of, uh, you know. Well, I'm, I'm, and, one, I'm you know, one of those guys that, that it's like, I, especially with the COVID and everybody's going down, mm -hmm. people would like to think that everything is going to, Come or can come back just like that, the snap of a finger. But it's still, we gotta crawl before we walk, and I think that's even the case in boxing. I don't, I'm not. Uh, yes, I would love for the big fights to to come back, but at the same time, I realize that that's probably not going to happen. But at the same time, one thing that um uh, that's been a knock against New Jersey and also um, probably New York is um, a, a lot of the small promoters. It's not cost effective for them uh, and unless you're a big promoter like a Bob Aram or somebody like that it's hard for you to make a buck in places like this are there any incentives uh, to, to help out um, the smaller promoters because uh, I'm here to tell you we look at the big fights but some of the best fights I've ever seen is from the small promoters yeah well um, there's always all type of incentives to bring people here uh, to Atlantic City and I think and, and you have to understand, like, what I grew up in was totally different than what we see now. When I came up, um, you know, you had fights at Bally's, you know, during the week, and the big events were held at Boardwalk Hall, and, you know, that's not happening anymore, but I think that we've kind of found our niche, so to speak, for where we are now. Um, you know, you had fights at the Clarge, you have the Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame uh, at the Clarge, you have Showboat getting extremely active in boxing, and I would just like to see um, Atlantic City mentioned, you know, when it when it comes to places that can host these big fights, like the Wilder Fury fight, you know, why can't that be in Atlantic City? I mean, I know, um, I believe the first one was in LA. We have to continue to, uh, you know, put Atlantic City up on a pedestal that it should be on. And um, as mayor, that's my goal, um, to get things back to the way it was. Well, um, I can mention so many fighters, um, especially when it comes to Atlantic City. We got, like you said, Mike Tyson. We have uh, Larry Holmes, George Foreman, Bernard Hopkins, uh, Arturo Gotti. So many fighters I can keep going on and on. Um, but a lot of those fighters that I name are fighters from the past. Um, who's on your radar right now who you feel like has the ability to kind of basically bring boxing back to the forefront on, on the front pages? Well, um, what's the guy's name? He's out of Atlanta. They just hosted a big fight in Atlanta. A lot of people are following him. Uh, uh, you know, his name is escaping me. Uh, now, I mean, you still have um, good fighters out there, but as I said, like that marquee, um, that attraction, that, you know, Floyd Mayweather, you know, here at Bulwark Hall, you know, it was Atoll Gotti's home. Um, Bernard Hopkins, as you said, <clears throat> you know, uh, fought a lot here. So I'm just I'm, I'm just speaking big picture overall that you know we need to continue to get Atlantic City Atlantic City's name out there because we have such a rich tradition and history of boxing. You know all the all the fighters that come here they train at the PAL. We had two world champions. Um, rest his soul. Um, I'm the one as a councilman that put the Lavender Johnson statue uh, right out this window in Center City Park um, to honor him and his death. I grew up in the same neighborhood. Um, as Lavanda, <clears throat> my all-white party was Lavanda's last event, um, public event that uh, he attended. Uh, and, you know, it was just good to see that. You had 
what is the Atlantic City Express, Bruce Selden, uh, who won a heavyweight title, um, who fought Mike Tyson. And, you know, we, we always had a rich history here, and we just want to bring it back to the level that, uh, you know, what? Well, before you even married, you know, you know, people know who Marty Smalls was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a popular guy. Um, speaking from a boxing standpoint, uh, like you said, you go into these fights, but what, what fighters have you uh, met uh, in person? Like, uh, Oh, um, you know, I've, 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 I've met them all, you know, from Tyson, Holyfield, to Floyd Mayweather, you know, when uh, when they, um, you know, come to Atlantic City and it's events, it's press conferences, um, you know, we all the way around, always around. Uh, Floyd Mayweather hosted a celebrity event with Boom Cups, um, where he was in town the whole weekend. But um, every major promoter, every fighter, um, from Don King as a promoter to Bob Arum, you know, to uh, when I was a, a senior at Stockton, they called the communications department. It was February of 1997 or 90, one of those years. And they said, we need an intern, you know, for a fight. And of course, it's in Atlantic City, it was at Bally's. And not, not the money team, but pretty boy Floyd Mayweather, uh -huh. he fought on ABC on a Saturday, and I was the timekeeper as, as, okay. as an intern. So I've always been around, um, and I believe it was Dan Deardorff and someone else who did that Saturday afternoon uh, boxing. I was a college student. So I've always been around uh, the fighters um, and you know the, anything that come with boxing. Um, <clears throat> you know, we have uh, Ray McCline who um, is basically bringing, uh, you know, those names back. And it kind of takes you back to your childhood with the people that he's honoring for the Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame. Well, it's, it's and, speaking of that, I, um, you know, I know I, I know that I can speak for uh, the Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame and everybody who's affiliated with you um, or, or with it. Um, we want to thank you and we want to thank the city of Atlantic City for your continued support because um, it, it really helps out a lot because we all have that same mentality where we want to pay homage to those who um, basically put Atlantic City boxing on the map. Um, so for that, I definitely uh, want to take part in thanking you for that. And, and listen, and we're going to continue to support because, you know, you guys are bringing people here, you're honoring the past um, and presenting hope, you know, for the future. Um, and I'm all for whatever makes Atlantic City uh, go. I'm, I'm going to always be in support. And that's not just lip speak. That's not uh, political speak. Um, that's the only thing I speak is the truth. Um, you've you've definitely um, take interest in the PAL, and uh, you also um, you've you just had a meeting with um, a person who I consider like a, a, a boxing royalty. Um, um, Miss Jackie Atkins, and uh, because the work that she does with with the uh, the amateurs, it's it's a sight to behold. And um, I definitely um, every time I see her, I always have to tell her that I, how much I appreciate her um, and, and what she does. Um, but she has uh, a, a program called Girls and Gloves. Um, can you explain uh, yes. the work that that you um, guys are doing? I met with her way back in January. This is pre-pandemic. If the pandemic didn't happen. You'll probably see a bunch of girls uh, when they get out of school today, you know, sparring around. Um, so we reconnected, uh, you know, earlier today and, you know, presented the budget, presented the platform. Um, I was a little intimidated when I saw the first degree uh, black belt. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not going to do karate, but, you know, we can go a couple rounds if she <laughs> want. But, uh, no, in all seriousness, um, 
you know, I, I believe in diversification. Um, look at my track record since I've been mayor. We promoted a lot of females in the ranks in the police department. And I was a college athlete and I understand and respect thoroughly uh, Title IX. Um, you know, to give women equal rights. And my administration through recreation is going to support um, the Girls in Gloves program. We want to bring it here to the great city of Atlantic City and give those girls an uh, opportunity. Who knows? Maybe uh, some young person that's watching this interview now can sneak and boardwalk hall to a, a, a future a product from the Girls in Gloves camp fighting that boardwalk hall for the world title. Well, uh, I'm not advocating sneaking in boy. I just said what happened when I was a kid. Sorry, CRDA. Uh, another another person that that has lent their name to um, help out um, that that cause with the girls and gloves is uh, Carissa Shields, who's a two-time Olympic gold medalist, a multi-weight division world champion, and considered the best female fighter on the planet right now. Um, what's your take on just women's boxing uh, in general? Well, I mean, I don't really follow it uh, that much. I am familiar with uh, who she is. Um, it's just about equal opportunity, and uh, that's the way about. Um, we support the sport. It doesn't matter the gender. Um, if it's good, particularly it's going to bring people here to the city, um, I'm all for it. Well, um, you train. I, I know that you train. Um, and I, I, I see. I go back to Jackie because, like I said, when I see uh, videos of her training these young kids and and giving them that championship um, physical, mental, mind uh, skill set, um, I see you training a lot too. How does that help you out? Um, as far as um, how does that? Because there's so people, so many people who do not want to basically take their health. Uh, into consideration. How does it help you out, uh, you going out training? Yeah, and you know, I, I start my day at three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, with Wayne Nelson at uh, BoxFit. Um, it's inside the Attila's Gym uh, in Egg Harbor Township. And you know, I train for an hour, we do some you know, other work, and then the last half an hour we get to a lot of bag work, uh, pad work. And like I always said, I got a lot of respect you know, for boxers because the way the workout is designed, you know, um, I don't need to lift another weight. You know I mean? I could just lift the tone up and for burnouts. But um, the exercise that we focus on, you know, when, when you're going two minutes on a bag, you do five rounds, but, you know, the last 30 seconds, you can barely lift your, your, your hands up, which is from the training earlier. That's a fight. Like, if you drop your hand, um, you, I mean, you're training like, uh, you know, the world-class boxers. And it's something that I want to do. Um, you know, I want to take my health and, you know, nutrition, you know, of course, more seriously. Um, this is a demanding job. Um, I promise not to be on a banquet circuit all the time because it's easy in a position like this. Um, but um, I like boxing. I like the workouts. Um, I hope you showed uh, Jackie my workout video. Maybe she would be intimidated of me, but... <laughs> We'll leave that there. Well, um, training, you know, uh, especially boxing training, you know, it gives a person that mental and physical edge uh, to become a, a success. Yes. You, you're in the political field, and we all know that that's a that's that's a, a field that you have to somewhat fight as well. What type of training or what prepares you to be the best politician, the best mayor that you can possibly be? Well, you know, when I took over mayor of Atlantic City a year ago. I knew what I was getting myself into and I had to make a sacrifice. I left a full-time job. I was the director of um, 
uh, recreation, uh, athletics, recreation, and governmental affairs at Principal Academy Charter. That was full time. I was the part time council president. So obviously, I couldn't be the council president uh, and the mayor full time. So I, I, you know, resigned from that job and took over as mayor with the understanding that we had a change of government fight going on. And I had to win <clears throat> five elections in 18 months just to serve four years. So November 3rd will be the third election. I'll be the mayor to the end of next year, I guarantee. And next June, I'll be running for the full four-year term. And I believe we're in pretty good position uh, to do so. And you know, music kind of motivates me. I came up '90s, you know, hip hop, um, which still I listen to on Sirius XM Channel 47. Um, you know, all the all the throwbacks from the '90s uh, and 2000, and that motivates me. Uh, you know, in the gym listening to the music. You know, my favorite music, but. I, I can adapt to anything. So whatever's on in the gym, you know, my focus is on that bag, those pads, and you know, whatever's playing uh, in the gym. Uh, Family-wise, um, I'm married to Dr. LaQuetta Small, who's the principal from uh, of Atlantic City High School. Uh, she's from North. Uh, we met at Stockton 26 years ago, and haven't looked back. Um, my daughter's a basketball player in the cheerleader, Jada. She's 12. My son, Marty Small Jr., is a football star. He won MVP last year. His first carry uh, on JV at the next level, he took it to the house for 60 yards untouched. So, um, and he plays basketball as well. So they're good kids. And, you know, family is more important to me. And you played family, basketball, didn't you? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I wasn't going to say that, but I was kind of nice. <laughs> but um, I played in Atlantic City High School. Uh, went on to Stockton, played at Stockton, where I'm a two-time Hall of Famer. Um, individually, um, I scored 1,238 points, which I believe is number 10 all-time, and I'm the number one uh, all-time leading rebounder. And my team at the time, we went to the uh, final, the Elite Eight, and at the time we had the best record in school history, 26 and four. And I had a cup of coffee uh, with the Atlantic City Seagulls in the USBL, and we won a 1998 championship. Rumors with that. As a matter of fact, just David Jack, uh, you played with what, R. Kelly and Roy Jones? Uh, R. Kelly was the year before me, but I did talk to Roy Jones uh, on FaceTime. Uh, I was having a meeting with the owner of the flagship, and uh, you know she was talking to Roy, and I said, well, look, tell Roy to tell Mike, like, let's steal it from, you know, wherever they was at, California. Bring that, bring that fight to Atlantic City. You know what, you know, Mike has a rich history. And I had to remind Roy, I said, when you came to the lane, you played for the Jacksonville Barracudas, I smacked you to half court. <laughs> so, I don't know if I can say that, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I said it like that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was in my feelings, man. You want me to be real, right? <laughs> Again, you have a, an election coming up, and uh, you definitely have our support. Um, sure. And I think that um, I can say it for, for myself, I can say it for my uh, co host, uh, the multi talented Simon Hawk. Um, I can say it for uh, Raymond Klein, Atlantic City Box Hall of Fame. We, you, uh, best of luck. Uh, with your election and best of luck on all your endeavors that you do uh, from this point on. 
Thank you. I appreciate the time. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for covering me, uh, training, and it's a great day here in the city of Atlantic City. of Boxing, powered by the Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame. My name is Samad Hawk and my partner. And my name is Rob Scott. I want to thank you for tuning in. Just know that every Wednesday at 7 p.m., the Pulse of Boxing is going to bring someone great to you that lives in the world of boxing. Today, we had a wonderful opportunity. Rob interviewed the Honorable Mayor Marty Small Sr. How was it? It was a great interview. Um, he it was a very informative interview because at this point right now, the way Atlantic City has been, um, he knows that he basically has his hands full in the sense of getting boxing back to the way that it used to be. But, you know, you know as well as I do that, you know, it's, it's going to take more than just one person. It's going to take a team, and uh, he's a part of that team. And, you know, um, him being uh, born and raised in Atlantic City, um, and him be, becoming a mayor, I think that you know his heart. There's more into it than some people that I feel would their hearts would not be into mm. it as far as bringing boxing back to Atlanta. So he actually grew up here. Yes, that's an interesting dynamic. So that means he grew up with boxing. If he grew up here, he grew up with boxing. He grew up in this in this city, and um, you know, as I said, I, I just think that. You know, if you grew up in a place, I just feel like you would have more passion um, with making sure that the job is done well, put it that way. Did he get a chance to speak to you about some of the ideas and concepts of the future of 2021 and boxing in, uh, in Atlantic City? Well, to a certain degree, I mean, everybody's on pause, if you will, because of the COVID, because you don't know what the next day is going to be. You know, point, all he can do is just basically take it by ear and uh, take it one day at a time. But as long as, you know, um, success is only going to be measured or is only going to be successful um, by the effort that you put into it. And um, I think that Marty Smalls is up. Uh, I think he's up for the job uh, to bring boxing and Atlantic City itself back up to where it used to be. Well, I think I think I heard it from someone that, that he's he's training, right? Oh yeah, he, he trains. We uh, went, uh, took a few shots of him training. Uh, <laughs> well, How he look? Well, he was always an athletic guy, but you know, of course, over the years, getting older, you know, you get out of shape. But so he's he's back into training and trying to get back uh, on the horse, if you will, as far as training go. I mean, that's a good look. You know, that means he's in it for the long haul. Oh yeah, definitely, he has to be. I mean, because basically, being the mayor, or just. In general, uh, you got to keep yourself in, in tip-top shape, and you know when you let yourself go, sometimes, and as you, as I said, as you get older, that job gets harder. Right. But if you if you stay remain on the horse and never fall off, then uh, that job will be much much easier. I, I can only uh, I can only guess that he must be a very grounded man. Uh, he has a uh, family. Um, uh, uh, religious, if you will, um, and so, you know, 
when you say grounded, I, I would definitely say yes because you know uh, he has a beautiful family. Okay. You know, and you know sometimes that's when we do say grounded, that's the foundation mm -hmm. right there. And and like I said, with his family and with him feeling that Atlantic City is his family, of course you're going to look out for family. And he's poetically attached because he grew up here. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, but he. He grew up here, and like I said, the, his efforts, I feel, is probably going to be um, more genuine than if some someone else who basically wasn't brought up here. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you would tend to kind of slack off or, you know, not take it as seriously as, you know, someone who was brought up here and who has seen the ups and downs, and it would bring passion to bring it up again. Wow. You know, because Atlantic City, you know, like we spoke before, Atlantic City at one point in time, you know, the lights were bright, you know, mm. and then after a while, you know, let's face it, Atlantic City, those lights have dimmed a little bit. Yeah. And I just feel that, uh, I, I think that um, he has the ability to, you know, how we said, turn the electricity back on, <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah, make yeah. those lights bright once again. You know, I, I would say that, you know, in his position, um, it has to be so intense because COVID is an umbrella to a lot of sadness and to still try to find some light in the midst of that darkness has to be an incredible task. But I'm sure the people of Atlantic City are glad that he's there and that they have someone who understands not just the pulse of boxing, but the pulse of Atlantic City. I think it's important that they feel a sense of uh, continuity based on that in itself. Yeah, but again, like I said, you know, one person can't do it alone. So. Um, I, I remember, I think back to, I, I believe, I want to say it was after the Bernard Hopkins when he fought Kovalev. Um, they had a meeting of the minds, if you will. Mm -hmm. It was promoters, it was commission, it was, um, you, you know, politicians. It was a, a bunch of people that got together that supposedly got together to, you know, talk about bringing boxing back up to Atlantic City. How can you bring boxing back up in Atlantic City? But the key thing is, that was a meeting. Mm. The thing is, it's mm. going to have to have meeting after meeting after meeting and not give up. And and I just feel like, if you know, put it this way, I just think that not everyone in that room was genuine in the sense of really having the passion to bring Atlantic City and boxing, bring that marriage back together. Mm. You know, um, with Marty Smalls, I think that he's one of the, the pieces that I feel that he will can bridge that gap, so to speak, well, right? Well, I just feel that his, there's a certain sincerity as far as bringing boxing back to Atlantic City. I think that that um, is what it's going to take. If you're just saying that you're going to bring it back, that's something totally different. That's just, that's just blowing smoke. And, you know, thus far, it seems like it's, it's been a lot of smoke. It's, it's been more than smoke. It's been like an inferno because um, mm. Atlantic City boxing has burnt down. Um, and but I, I, had to build it back up. The, the the transition between the the smaller promoter versus the, for lack of better words, the larger scale promoter, it seems as though that uh, there's there's a disconnect somewhere. And I think if those parties were to try to yield themselves and massage into place some level of continuity and reference to bringing shows here, maybe they could figure out a way to do that in the future. I hope so, that 2021 can bring that. Well, we, we spoke about that, and uh, I brought to his attention how, you know, one of the chief complaints with a lot of the promoters out there, unless you're a Bob Arum or unless you're one of the, uh, a big-time promoter with deep pockets, it's hard for you to 
basically live and thrive in mm. uh, New Jersey, New York, places like that, because it's 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 not cost effective uh, to to do business in those places. The small promoter has has it hard, you know. And Marty Smalls, he said that he's uh, going to uh, look into you know basically having incentives to basically bring you know the small promoters more light, mm. you know, because. As I was telling him, we want those big fights to come back to Atlantic City, but, right. at, the, but at the same time, let's not sleep on those small fights. Uh, you know as well as I do that mm -hmm. there's fights that we've seen uh, from small promoters that actually you went home that that evening saying yes. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. and those are the ones that, yeah. that need a chance just as well as the ones who have deep pockets. You know, um, you know, I you know I, I say this. Um, when I when I lived in New York, I wasn't a New York Yankees fan. Okay. And one of the reasons why is because um, you know may, people may get upset with this, but I always thought that Yankees bought um, yeah, bought the championship championship <laughs> because they had deep pockets. Right, right, right. There's certain unfairness in that when you know you have talent um, elsewhere, but they just can't thrive because they don't have deep pockets. That's how a lot of promoters are, where they're not able to put on these shows because of the expense and mm. you know um, I just think that places like New York and places like New Jersey there should be some sort of incentive to you know maybe a tax cut or something along those lines to help know, generate help stimulate yeah, so to speak yeah. there you go and I just yeah. think that if, if something like that happens I think that that Stimulation will mm -hmm. bring, will make boxing rise again. I mean, let's think about let's think back to Atlantic City like years ago. Years ago, Atlantic City within the last few years, you've had boxing. You want to come out like what, maybe three, four times a year, yeah, you know, yeah, something like yeah. that. Where at one point in time, Atlantic City had boxing, had hundreds of fights a year. Yeah, the, the seems the, like a, another life ago. Yeah, the the trucks, the ABC, the, the HBO, the CBS mm. trucks used to be out there all the time. But fast forward to two thousand two thousands, you yeah. know, it, it you would be lucky to see that you know, like I said, maybe two, three, four times, um, and you know, the again the effort that people put, the sincere effort that people put forth, that's the thing that's going to drive boxing. If you, if you if you're not a boxing person, um, you, you're a smoke blower, and there's a lot of smoke blowers I feel that, <laughs> who really don't have a sincere bone that where they really want boxing to really get back to where it used to be. They say they're boxing fans, but no, they're not boxing fans. Well, Rob, I'm gonna tell you, man. I just think that uh, based on what you said about uh, Mayor Smalls, that he obviously has the passion and he's poetically attached, and that I just hope that he's able to bridge that gap and uh, be an umbrella to the storms of the boxing business and bring it back. Well, he, um, let's not forget that uh, there is an election coming up. And uh -huh. so maybe, you know, let's, let's just hope that... Uh, he's in position, He's right? in position yeah, to stay yeah, because yeah. the next person that comes in... You know, I, I'm, I, I'm supporting Marty Smalls, but I'm also supporting boxing. So who, right. if Marty Smalls does lose, if, if, if the Mayor Smalls loses, just want to make sure that the person that's coming in has as much passion as Marty Smalls has. And if that's the case, then we'll still be on that road to, you know, repairing boxing and putting it back the way it used to be. Well, Rob, I'm just going to pray for his success. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Great interview. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. 
With Rob Scott, I'm Samad Hawk. This is the Pulse of Boxing, powered by the Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame. Just tune in. Keep your eyes open on all the social media, such as Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you so very much. We'll see you next week.